Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Anyway, that's enough of that. We're going to get into our message this morning. And uh, I want to spe- uh, speak around this idea of, of communion and before we take it together. And, you know, really, the Bible speaks a lot about it. And, and uh, the Apostle Paul starts to speak to the church in Corinth because uh, addressing a few different things about orderly worship and their services. And he speaks about this idea of communion. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28, he says, Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. Some of us would have heard that before. As we come to a time of communion, the Bible tells us to examine our hearts, to examine our lives. And this morning, that's what I want us to do. I want us to take a moment before we partake of communion together to examine our lives and think, God, is there some areas, is there any area in my life that maybe I need to allow you to address this morning? Particularly, I want us to look at this area and examine our lives in the area of alignment. Alignment. Are we living in a way that is consciously, intentionally, purposefully aligning with God? And with his will for our lives. You know, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Give us a wave if you've heard that scripture before. Well, hopefully you have, because I shared it around about a month ago when I preached. Uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And then you will call on me. And come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me, and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And I will be found by you, declares the Lord. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. You know, we need to understand that God has a plan for our life. God has a greater purpose. I mean, we heard Pastor Nathan share out of Psalm 18, verse 30. It says, all of God's ways are perfect. You know, God has a perfect plan, a perfect way. It says all of the Lord's promises prove true. Who knows that? God has a way, and sometimes God's way is different to our way. Sometimes God's thoughts are different to our thoughts. Sometimes His plans can actually be different to our plans. You know, it says here, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. God doesn't say there, for I know the plans you have for your life. He doesn't say, I know the plans or the intentions or the wish list or the dreams. Maybe it's the dreams of that promotion. Maybe it's the dreams of the house you want to get. Maybe it's a dream for that life partner that's going to just give you that fulfillment that you desire. Maybe it's the dreams to sort of, you know, uh, make lots of money. Maybe it's just the other dreams that you have, the other desires. Maybe even things that you would say, well, they'd be things that God wants for my life. You know, I realize as I walk through life, it is not us coming to God to say, God, would you understand and know my plans, my desires, my wish list, my my dreams, but it's actually our role as Christians to incline ourselves and understand, God, what are the plans that you have 
for my life. And if I've got it out of kilter a little bit, if I've got it out of alignment in any way, shape, or form, then it's my desire, it's my responsibility, and it's my privilege to bring that back into alignment with you. Who knows that the the subject of alignment is such an important one? All of us have to come back into alignment. I don't know if you've ever taken your car to get service from a mechanic. I do it from time to time. Uh, the truth is that, I, that I, for, for Bernie's car, we do it quite regularly, but for, for my car, which is the hand-me-down car, uh, for those that have seen it, it's the one where the, the license plate sort of like been, um, you know, knocked about a fair bit. And in fact, there's a, there's a uh, Mitch-shaped uh, dent on the side of the car. Uh, and, and I leave it there because I love it. Just reminds me of just what a wonderful person Mitch is and my affection towards him. It's what happens when you tell your son when they're playing basketball out the front of your house, say, move the car before you play basketball, and they don't. And so obviously Mitch thought it was just another defender, that he was wanting to clear the lane, and, uh, and the car came off second best. But every now and then, um, I will take the car to the mechanic, and the mechanic does some important things. He'll actually start to tune the car. He'll start to recalibrate the brakes. He'll look and he'll uh, realign and, and give a wheel alignment and a balance to the wheels because we understand that as your car drives on the road, no matter how good the roads are, it's going to start to go over certain bumps and knocks and uh, go over, you know, whether it's speed bumps or potholes in the road or different things, even as it just goes through its normal duty as it's driving you around, it's going to start to come out of alignment. And the truth is the mechanic knows if you don't balance those things up, if you don't tune it up, then you are actually going to start to waste fuel as it's laboring, it's putting more energy into trying to move you. Uh, the wheels start to put pressure on and certain wear on certain areas that it's not intending to have. And so they'll balance them up. Your brakes, you know, I sound like an expert and I'm clearly not, but uh, I know how to check and change the oil and that's about it. But the truth is, what is true for your car is actually true for you and I. We go through life, and none of us are perfect, and God knows this. And so He asks us to keep coming back into calibration, to get a tune-up, to, to align ourselves back to the very thing that, that we need so that we can discover all of His plans, all of His purposes. So we can discover, not just in theory, as we hear a scripture read out, like God's ways are perfect, but we'd actually start to live that out. As we discover, yes, God, your ways are perfect. They were actually different than my ways. They're actually a little bit, uh, you took a different course or I didn't see it happening that way. But, but as I chose to surrender myself and submit myself to you, I started to discover that you do have a perfect plan. Your ways are perfect and your promises prove true, not just sometimes, but every time. But we can't come to God with a, with a part-time sort of attitude. We can't come to God expecting a, 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 you know, maybe we treat God like I'm going to come to God part-time but needing a full-time God. Coming to God with a casual attitude but expecting God to deliver on all of His promises when we just want to just play and dabble. But rather, we need to consecrate ourselves and understand that we have been bought by, with a price and our lives are not our own. 
that God is the creator of the universe. He's created you and I with a, with a purpose and a plan in mind, and it is our responsibility if we're going to receive the true and the full purpose and fulfillment for us to go on this journey to discover what are those plans. Do you have that revelation this morning, church? My life is not my own. See, we need to align ourselves, and, and there's a few different things that I want to highlight this morning. We're going to open up the Bible, and we're going to start to read a few different key scriptures. You know, what is the thing that moves us so that we can realign ourselves? Like I said, all of us need to do it. There was only one man that walked this earth in a perfect way, and that was Jesus. All the rest of us are doing our best. And along the way, God knows that, that we get it wrong at times. We go through things that disappoint us, that hurt us. Sometimes we make silly decisions. We, we, we might even be, be tempted and, we, and we, we chase after things that might sort of fill a void or a hole for a certain a period of time, for a short period of time, but, but we get it wrong. And God knows that just like the mechanic working on the car, the Holy Spirit wants to come and work on our lives to keep us calibrated and aligns with his purpose for our life. The first point this morning, your position brings us or brings you into alignment with God. Your very position, the very fact that you've come to this place today is a great first step. It's a great first step because you're in the presence of God. You're in the community of believers as we gather to, together to learn about God, to encourage one another, to come into the atmosphere of His presence. It's a great thing for you to do that. And, and the truth is that for those that, that maybe this might be an area that you need to examine in your own life, is this a regular part of your week? I love what uh, Pastor Tom Rawls said last week. He said, I don't get up on a Sunday morning and decide, am I going to go to church today? I made that decision 42 years ago. And I made that decision, and, and our family has lived by that ourselves. We don't decide, oh, do we feel like it today? We've got a fair bit going on. We have made that decision, that church being in the place, in the position where God can speak to us. Now, your experience at church might have meant that, you know what, I didn't get much from church today. To me, that's a little bit like the, the baby in the bathwater. Just because you don't get something from church doesn't mean you throw away God's model of community, God's model of being able to speak to us, reach us, encourage us. And so let me encourage you, no matter what your experience has been by, about, about church, come with a new mindset, come with a new attitude, come with a new approach. But it doesn't just stop there, does it? Whether church is a, a weekly thing, for some people church is, a, is a something that happens twice on Sundays. Some people, church looks a little bit different to that. But who knows that God wants us to position ourselves not just on a Sunday, but during the week. I love uh, what the Bible says. There's so many great uh, stories about this. And, and a story that many of us would have heard before is a story about Mary and Martha. And I think it's just such a, such a, a great story to pick up when we're talking about this subject. And, and we're going we're gonna to look at it again. Found in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him, Jesus, into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. The Lord said to her, my dear Martha, 
you are worried and upset over all these details, there is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it would not be taken away from her. It's so true because even though this was a story from something that happened 2,000 years ago, it's so familiar to each one of us, isn't it? You know, I know there's moments where I desire to spend time with God. Maybe you've even welcomed Jesus into your home, into your life, and you, and you start this journey saying, God, it's all about you. I want you to be in the center of my life. And, and it's so easy for us to have all of the good intentions, but then distractions come. And we find ourselves not in the place, sitting at Jesus' feet, being taught by Him, listening to His words, worshiping Him. We find ourselves busy doing all the things that on the surface sound good. I'm preparing a meal for you, Jesus. I'm preparing this for my family. I'm doing these things for my future. Aren't they the things that you, you care about, God? Don't you want me to do this? And in some ways, I think God would just say, hey, just like He said to Martha that day, you know, you're busy doing all these things, worrying about all these details. And, and Jesus wasn't saying they're not things that, that aren't important in some way. They're not, it's not like they're bad things, evil things. But he was saying Mary has discovered the most important thing. The most important thing for you and I is to be at Jesus' feet. The most important thing is for us to create room, create space in our lives so that we can spend time with Him, not just on a weekly or a fortnightly basis when we gather for church, but as we actually understand God wants to be a part of our life because not just He needs it. In fact, it's not that He needs it. It's that we need it. We need it because otherwise we start to take on these things. We take on these opinions, these thoughts. These things as we travel on this journey called life and we take them on and we start to wonder why we have these things like doubt, fears, intimidation. Maybe we struggle in different areas of temptation and, and it's because we started to allow the steering to go a different way. We started to think, well, I thought I was just driving in a straight line, but the calibration was out and so we started to drift. And God wants to bring us back and, and, and the way that we do it is creating space to be able to sit at his feet. You know, when I think about creating space, making room, I think for us in our lives, that means that we actually have to move some things. We have to shift some th things, don't we? If we want to create space in a certain room in our house or in our yard, we have to move things. It doesn't just be created with just leaving everything else in there. We have to move some stuff, take some stuff out. And I wonder, as simple as this is this morning, I felt as I was preparing over the last couple of days, God was just bringing me back. I just need to, to just speak the simple truth this morning because people need to hear it. As we examine our lives, we can easily be distracted. It's not because our hearts are wrong. It's not because we have, you know, other intentions, but it's we intend to spend time with God, but we, we haven't created the space. We haven't made the room in our lives. I mean, how many people like would identify like I have that, Maybe God was speaking to you about spending some time at His feet as you open up the Bible. And as soon as you do it, it doesn't matter what time it is, whether it's in the morning or at night, distractions come. Kids that you've forgotten you even had just pop out of nowhere and start like yelling and demanding things from you. You know, something, you know, the phone just, you know, just it's like out of nowhere you remembered you had phone and, and, and I had phone. 
It's like not actually an English sentence, but I had phone uh, and, uh, you know, social media uh, or emails or text messages. Like, it's amazing when you start to pray the things that you've forgotten that you hadn't done for the last few days. I forgot to get back to my mom. Oh, my goodness, I've got a message here right now. It's like amazing how distractions come to you and my life when we want to take steps forward to create space for God in our lives. Uh, I mean, are you with me this morning? Am I preaching just to myself? We've got some real people here, some real Christians going through like, you know, the struggles of life, trying to calibrate ourselves. How do I realign myself to God? Firstly, we need to position ourselves to be able to make space and allow God to speak into our life. We need it. The second point this morning is worship brings us into alignment with God. I love the fact, and, and Bible scholars would suggest maybe it was Mary, as in the, the sister of uh, Martha. Uh, it could have been a different Mary, but, but most would say that it was Mary, the sister of Martha, that in John's account of the gospel uh, was seen to, to, as they welcomed Jesus at another occasion into the home, actually came down before Jesus knelt before him, bowed down, and actually broke this, this expensive perfume and washed his feet. And, and, and then took her hair and, and, and dried off his feet with her hair. This amazing act of extravagant worship. See, it's one thing to position ourselves, but it's another thing when we come to God in worship. See, worship, church, is not just the moment of where the music plays. It's not just the moment at the beginning of the service that, uh, you know, it's sort of like the, the warm-up sort of time where people sort of are gathering and, and sort of high-fiving and saying, welcome to church. You know, it's like the buffer zone where, you, you know, you can still, as long as we make it within that 20 minutes, we can sort of sneak into church and it's like, it's all good, no one's going to notice. I've seen it. <laughs> My passion is this subject, obviously, but it's something that I feel like at times we can misinterpret. We can sometimes put it into a space like that's just the music or that's the songs. The truth is we can be singing and not worshipping. We can be amongst this atmosphere and not partake in worship at all. Because worship is not about the music. Worship is not about the songs, not even about the words. Worship is about you connecting with God in thanks, in praise, in adoration. It's, it's coming to Him and, and connecting with His heartbeat and saying, God, I honor you. I give you glory. And see, worship changes our focus. Worship as a byproduct of us drawing closer to God, lifting Him up. We gather to His heartbeat. It changes and shifts, shifts our focus from just being about us, what we're going through, maybe what we need as we come to church, what we need in our lives, what we're thinking about, you know, all these things, our own experiences, the baggage, our filter of life, all these things we carry in to how we do church. But worship changes it because worship is not about you. Worship is about God. Worship is about coming to the place where we say, God, I lift you up above my circumstances. I lift you up uh, above my experiences. You might have seen some things that have caused doubt in your heart. Worship brings you back into that place of faith, saying, God, I believe again. We need worship. See, these things aren't religious things. Some people go, oh, I'm, not, not, I'm a person of the word. You know, worship, take it or leave it. Well, if you actually understood worship, you would never say that. You would be a person of the word and worship because you'd understand that we need worship. 
We need worship because we need to be able to push past our selfishness, our self-centeredness, and actually allow God to be the Lord of our life, not ourselves. We say God's the Lord, don't we? But sometimes we battle with ourselves to, to whether, you know, who's actually really holding the reins? Who's actually really the one that's in control? And so I love the fact that as worship, as we come to worship, as we come to that place of worship, then God chooses to speak to us as we align with His will through worship. Isaiah chapter 6, I was reading this a couple of weeks ago, and, and it's this account as God speaks, and, and, and Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, has this amazing revelation, this, this amazing vision. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on the throne, and the train of His robe filled the temple. And above Him were seraphim each with six wings, with two wings that covered their face, two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with His glory. So there's this moment of worship. And in this moment of worship, in verse 8 it says, Then I, Isaiah, I heard a voice, the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. I love this, this, this vision that Isaiah has, this, this holy moment of worship. As there's this atmosphere of worship, he starts to be drawn near to this conversation that God's having with himself. You know, it's like the Father's talking to the Son and, and the Holy Spirit, and they're having this conversation like, I've got these plans. I've got these things that need to happen on earth. But, but who can we send? Who would be listening? Who would be able to, to be sent out? And Isaiah hears and he says, here I am, Lord, send me. And I started to think about it. And I wonder whether sometimes us understanding the plans and purposes of God is not so much us telling God what we need, what we think, you know, our desires, our hopes, our dreams, what, what we like, what we don't like, and more about us positioning ourselves in a place of worship to overhear God's thoughts, to overhear God's needs, overhear God's wishes, to start to get a sense, what is your heartbeat, God? What is your great plan, great purpose? I mean, we can do a lot of things, but I just want to be above anything else in the center of God's will. I don't care what that looks like. And we all need to come back and align ourselves, and worship brings us back to that place. You might say, oh, I've never, never really sensed God. I've never discovered, I've never heard or felt God's plan or purpose for my life. Well, well let me encourage you, don't focus on that. Focus on worshiping Him. The Bible says in Psalm 22, verse 3, it says God is enthroned by or inhabits the praises of His people. And so simply in an act of actually worshiping Him, of praising Him, it says His presence comes into our life. You might not feel it in the very first moment that you start to go, I praise you, God. But as you start to, to step out in worship, then God will draw you close to His heart. You start to sense, start to hear, start to feel the things that, that are important to God. Would you align yourself back to God's plans for your life through worship? See, worship brings us into the right place, brings us into alignment with God. The third point this morning is it's not just where you position yourself. It's not just worship, but prayer brings us into alignment with God. Prayer brings us into alignment with God. And I shared a little while ago at, uh, at Faith United Service that 
that I struggled with prayer growing up. I struggled with this idea of prayer because I had a misunderstanding of the power of prayer. See, I was brought up in a Christian home, was a, was a leader in church, started serving God in, in the, the youth ministry and worship. I had this desire, God, I want to be used by you. I, I want to do these things. I hear these, these messages about that God has a great plan and purpose for your life. I'm all for that, God. But I struggled in my prayer life. See, I, I, I didn't understand it. I thought prayer was just something you did when you needed something. Like going to a shop just when you needed some more food or clothes or whatever. I, I treat, and this is, I shared this before, I treated God like a supermarket. You go there when you need something, but, but why would you bother if you don't? I mean, some people love going to the shops, to the supermarket. I was like, I'm not that person. Just like, you know, day off, you want to go to the supermarket? You can just, I'll see you when you get back. You know, it's like, that just, but I treated God like that. I came with my shopping list. I came, God, all right, I need this. You know, in my studies, in my work, in my family, you know, I, and I came to God. And so my prayer life was awesome when I needed it the most. When I was in desperate need, when I was in crisis, my, my prayer life would, would just go up another notch. And then when life was good again, the prayer life would dry up. I don't know if anyone can identify with that. But God spoke to me some time ago about you need to change your focus. You need a, a new revelation. You need a revelation. Prayer is not a chore. Prayer is not something that, that you only do when you're in crisis. Prayer is an amazing key. It's a vehicle. It's something that God has given you and I so that we can align ourselves with His will. Prayer is about coming into alignment and agreement with God. Prayer is a thing that we do not out of a religious exercise, but prayer is something that we do out of relationship. Prayer is relationship. Prayer is the honor and the privilege that we get to speak to the creator of the universe. Hello. It's like come and, and have a meeting with, with God and you say, ah, oh, I'll get back to you. I'll just check my schedule. I was like that. I would come to God just with my wish list, but I would never understand this is the moment that I need in my life to make sure that I'm continuing to be in alignment with God's will, where He can download things into my heart, where He can actually speak to me about my future, where He can give me a sense of His eternal, His, His bigger picture plan for this earth. You know, Jesus, when He was teaching His disciples, He, he spoke to them about prayer. He said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, In this manner, therefore pray. Now, we've got to take note of it. If it's the Son of God, this is Jesus teaching His disciples, which in a reflection is you and I as well. He's teaching us about prayer. This is what he says. He says, pray in this manner, therefore. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's worship. Come to God with worship. The first thing that you should do every day is worship God. I thank you, God. You are holy. You are worthy. And then the second thing he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we get this revelation, that is what prayer is. Prayer is saying, God, let your kingdom come and be established on this earth. Be established in my life and let your will be done. That is what prayer is. Prayer is, in a, is coming into agreement and alignment with God. You know, it changed how I started to think about prayer. Prayer is not about me just saying, God, I just come and give you all these needs. Prayer is the very thing that's going to awaken me, make me realize, even though I struggle through my humanity, 
I struggle through the, the filter of life, my, my things, the way I think. I, I think that my theology of God is pretty good, but it's nowhere near where it needs to be. No one here has got it all wrong. And humility says, God, continue to teach me. Teach me about prayer. Teach me about worship. T teach me about what it means to be, be all in, following after the things of God. See, I used to um, mostly go on prayer drives, but since we moved up in the hills, we, I, I really enjoyed starting to go on prayer walks, some uh, amazing places to walk around. And, and normally when I go on these prayer walks, uh, I would take our four-year-old uh, Great Dane dog, Daisy. Now, some of you guys have uh, either met Daisy or, or seen or heard about Daisy before. Uh, we've had Daisy for about 18 months. And, uh, and she is an amazing dog. She's super good with people. Anyone who knows anything about dogs know that Great Danes are awesome with people. But she was not really trained up how to, how to walk properly. And so when you had her walking on a lead, um, to be honest with you, when we first got her at our property, because we don't have fences all around, we would have to take her out on the lead for her to do a business. It was like, okay, I'm not looking. Go for it. You know, it's all good. Let me know when you're done. Uh, but, but we started to take her on walks, and she is just she's just overexcited. Like, she just goes crazy. She's like, this is awesome. Finally, you know, the whole day she's just like looking at me, nudging me, you know, giving me that like, you know, you're home today, so that means we must be going for a walk. So I'm like, I'm preparing today, Daisy. Don't you understand? Like, I've got things to do. All right, let's go for a walk. And so she'll get out, and the first thing, I reckon about the first 10, 15 minutes of our walk, she is just crazy. She's like pulling. She has no like sort of reference or sense that there's even a lead. And uh, you know those dogs that, and you know, like, you know, that, that the sort of like extendable leads, you know, like that people, I, I, I get jealous when I see that. I think, man, that is, that is the, that's, that's the dream. That's the dream that one day, I'm saying, Daisy, see that? Can't, can we be like this one day where we can go on a walk and you just so like just chill, you just wander, you know, smell a couple of things, keep walking. She'll go like smell this and then like smell that. And I'm like, you know, who's taking who on a walk here? It's like, I was thinking about it. It's the same with us, right? Sometimes we're like, you know, we, we do this journey called life and we're like, you know, God, you know, like lead me. And, and we just, just get distracted. We're like, man, this looks good. I'm going to go for this. I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to change this. You know, Daisy will get out there, and, 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 and in her, her, her excitement, I'm trying to protect her. I'm trying to lead her. She has no idea. She thinks everything revolves around her. Like the cars are just going to stop when she just like wanders on the road. Like, you know, when she wants to cross the road, it's like everyone will stop. She has no idea. And it's in, in her excitement, it's like I'm, I'm saying, Daisy, Daisy. She's hearing, Daisy, Daisy. She's like, she's just like, it's just like nothing is like getting through. And I, and I have to, Daisy, I have to just pull the lead. You can't go there. I know you want to just meet all the dogs, but some of those dogs are not going to be friendly, okay? So just don't go there. I know you want to go that way, but we're going this way. It's not safe. Don't turn left, turn right. All those sort of things I'm trying to lead her. I'm trying to teach her. I'm, I'm trying to speak to her. Sometimes I'm comforting her. It's like, and it's the same with us. We just like, you know, we, we get to the moment where it's just like, we have to tune ourselves into God. We say, God, you're going to lead us. But then we go left and we go right and we do all these different things. And God's going, I love you. I have a plan for your life. It's going to be amazing. You just got to follow my ways. It's going to be good. And we just hear it like all muffled because we're just like distracted. And God's saying, I love you. I've got a plan for your life. 
Your future's going to be great. I know that you've gone through this thing, but I'm with you. And, and we hear it all muffled, and it's like prayer's the thing that starts to retune us into what God's saying. It's the privilege that we get to sit and we go, God, we recalibrate our hearts. We realign ourselves back to you. Prayer's a gift to us. Don't ever see it as a chore. Don't ever see it as that thing that, man, it's just like it's another thing. Read your Bible, pray, spend some time in worship. I've done it. Right, now I'm going to do the things I really want to do. See it as a gift. God, I thank you that I get to hear what you have for my life. Because it's only pride and arrogance that suggests that I actually know better. Humility is the place of saying, God, please come and speak into my heart again. Where I've got it wrong. Maybe there's been things that have come to hit me. I've gone through some things. It's been difficult, but, but I'm not going to lose my hope. I'm going to come and continue to align myself with you. So our position, worship, prayer. And the last thing, and I wonder if the worship team can come this morning, and we're going to share communion together. I wonder if the communion can, team can also prepare for that. You know, I love that it says that, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's. And then it says, you'll call on me and you'll come and, and pray. So it's prayer. Align ourselves, prayer, and you'll seek me and you'll find me. When you seek me, search for me with all of your heart, that's worship and devotion. It's all there. Sometimes it's, you know, the, the Christian walk is actually quite simple, yet we have a, an amazing skill at complicating it. It's like a, a, a lot, I've been working on this my whole life to sort of develop this skill of just making simple things complicated. And God's saying, just come back to that place where you simply examine your heart Examine your life and you recalibrate, realign all of your intentions, all of your ways, all of your thoughts back to a place where you're led by me, where I can speak into your heart, where you can tune in and hear what I'm saying. And I love the fact that point number four, communion, it keeps us in alignment with God. See, the, the word communion actually means fellowship or sharing. This idea of fellowshipping with God is really at the, 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 the core of our Christian walk because it's not about religion, is it? It's about relationship. And so our ability to commune with God, be in fellowship with God is one of the most vital, important things in our life. You know, this idea of sharing, the sharing of intimate thoughts and feelings. You know, we can share our thoughts and feelings with God, but it's also daily as we come to listen to God's thoughts, His feelings, His words, His intentions. That is what it means when we, we align ourselves with Him. And it's our daily fellowship through prayer and devotion and worship that keeps us aligned with Him. You know, this word, Greek word for, for communion is the word koinonia, which is a Greek word meaning fellowship, meaning communion, meaning relationship, friendship. And so when we come into this place and we share communion, it's us coming back to that place and saying, God, I thank you because of what you've done that I can have relationship with you. And through communion, I can examine myself and I can, I can come back to that place that you want us to be, aligned with your will and purpose for my life. Is that all right this morning? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, 
check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.